So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and today, guys, we have just an incredible human being uh, on the podcast here. We have Coach Zach Reed. He has been, uh, he's got 20 plus years of coaching experience at all various levels, including collegiate and high school. Uh, he's coached in both the private sector as well as the public sector. Um, just a just a wealth of knowledge and a Viking of a human being. Uh, I'm excited to get him on the on the podcast here. So, without further ado. Uh, Coach Zach, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going good. on, Jaden? Yeah. Good, good. Uh, uh, so, quick, quick little fun fact: uh, the Vikings apparently didn't have wings on their or, uh, horns on their helmet. Uh, oh, really? So, just so we know that uh, they did not so have horns on their helmet. They did not have horns. So I actually have a horned helmet that I won in a strongman competition. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, you look like a Viking, and then it's yeah. like, oh, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Let me uh, let me give a good, pause for thought here. Yeah, yeah good, good talking point. So yeah, heck yeah. So yeah, I mean, on top of coaching, you're you still uh, you're still an athlete yourself on, on many levels. Uh, one of them being strong, uh, like a strongman competition. What exactly for people who don't know who's listening to what exactly is a strongman competition and how do you train for that? Well, I haven't competed in a couple of years, but I did compete for seven years. And so I went into Coffee's Gym, which is in Marietta run by John Coffee, or it used to be run by John Coffee, And they mostly do weightlifting there, Olympic lifting. But I went in and I was like, John, I, I want to compete at something. I'd done a bodybuilding show and that was a good experience, but not something I would, I don't think I would ever do again. Yeah. I played, <laughs> played college football and, and I was in my mid, mid uh, low thirties at the time. And I was like, mm -hmm. I just want to do something. I wasn't really sure about powerlifting because not that I don't like the bench squat and deadlift, but I wanted something that really, I, and I guess it was a strong man. I wanted it without saying it. And he was like, yeah, there's this guy that comes in here named Mark Bevins. He just competed in a competition and I'll give him your number and this and that. So I texted him and said, Hey, look, I want to try to strong man deal. I was like, I, right, but I'm going to train Saturday. You just come up here and meet me. So he was a coach and a training partner. Yeah. And I yeah. think he tried to test me and drop me in the grease. He didn't say that, but we did this thing called a yoke. And when we were at the coffees, it was outside. A lot of it, we'd go inside for something. We'd go outside, and it was kind of like you know, sometimes in a parking lot, so a truck would come by, and we say, "All right, game off," and we'd all get out of the way, and then game yeah. on, and we'd go back to training. And we did this thing called a yoke on a rickety yoke apparatus, and it was it was like a, a newborn giraffe being freshly born with amniotic fluid still flowing over my body, <laughs> and I was all over the place. And it was extremely difficult, somewhat stupid, but extreme, but very, very fun, extremely fun. And I was like, man, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, we, so we just trained for a competition. You know, nice. and that's kind of what it was. There's the thing about strongman and all the ones that I've done. There's five events, and no competition is the same because at five events, there's always something different. So if you're going to do a say a deadlift, like some deadlift competitions, you'll have a one rep max with three attempts. You might have a car deadlift. You might have an axle deadlift. You might have 
so a limit strength test, like a one rep, or you might do repetitions. Yeah. Uh, you might do a medley. So that was the thing was always different. And that's strong, man. It, now they let you, I think way back when they didn't let you know what you were going to do. So the strongest man would just be able to do it. But now they give you a little bit of forewarning. You go in and you train for those events and go out there and, and compete. So it's, it was unorthodox, crazy a little bit, but yeah. uh, very, but very fun. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It sounds like, you know, like, um, like a uh, strongman competitions are almost, a, it's almost like a, like a functional use of powerlifting. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the, so yeah, you're going to, you're going to see a lot of deadlifting in it for sure, but you're also going to see a lot of pressing overhead, whether it's a keg or a log yep. or an axle, but you're never going to see a bench press, a lot of carrying. So, yep. you, so you're going to see a, like a yoke as a carrying event, a frame or farmers. So a lot of Dan John type stuff. And, yep. and, and you're usually going to see some kind of stones or stone of steel, something like that, or sandbag or keg that you have to load. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, it's very, it's, that's the thing. Like when I, when someone, I'll tell you somebody, yeah, you got to clean this log. You use the word clean as just a way to describe it, but it's not like an Olympic clean either. Right. And so people think that, okay, if you're well-versed and you're technically sound and say a clean and jerk, some of that will apply, but you almost have to, you have to, like Yoda says, you got to unlearn something to learn something new and yeah. you can't be, and I'm not saying anything goes like, you don't want to bounce something off your head, but sometimes if that happens, I think they won't call it as a bad lift. Yeah. Like, okay, you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. It's not exactly what you want to do, but right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it is, it's, 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 um, it definitely gets you out of your comfort zone because you can be really good at one rep strength, but then if there's a lot of moving events or something lasts for 60 seconds, you got to go hard for 60 seconds. Yeah. Uh, that, that can be very difficult. It's wild, man. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, do you feel like, so, uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, or before we start recording here, and uh, you're you're saying like you're also you have a really interesting like and quick introduction into coaching when you went from being a collegiate football player yeah. and then immediately into the strength coach like a month later. Um, yeah. So do you feel like your athletic background with football kind of helps you out with like this uh, transition into like um, into like strongman competitions? I think it does because I was used to being coached. I was used to I even though I'm pretty good at it anyways, what time you need to go to bed, you need to eat these certain foods, you need to take care of your body. Uh, and it's more, so let me, here's how I kind of process some of this, or at least I can give you an example is that when I got done competing, I would go up to the place I would train at uh, Growler's gym and I would go in there and just kind of work out, not yeah. train. And there was a difference. And I, and I had these two terrible workouts, but mm -hmm. then the third time I went in, I said, Zach, you're going to go in, you're not competing, but you got to approach this training session. Like you're going to compete. So mm -hmm. even a week before, when I knew I was going in, I was like, I was thinking about it. What am I going to do? How, how am I going to do this? Like visualizing in food, sleep, everything. And I went in and had a, I got, I, I flipped the lights on in the place, you know, I'm yeah. in there, I'm warming up. My mind is right. You know, I'm locked yeah. in and dialed in. And that's the difference is that when you do that, I think that's what I, as a former competitor and you got a game and I love the process, but I understand there's a task involved at the, the end result, but I'm very process oriented. Yep. So, you know, you have to embrace the process of doing it. You just ain't going to show up. Like, right. don't get me wrong. Some of the, some people can, but those anomalies that are genetically gifted and they just can come in, they can walk in, be the best and walk out. Uh, they are still few, far, few and far between. I think you still have to, and that's why I like coaching and training because I want to, even though I know what we're working towards, I want to know how we're going to get there and take those steps. And I think that's what playing football had helped me is I'm, I'm the dumb guy that love practice sometimes, you know, yeah. so, you yeah, know, yeah. just like, no, let's go out and we're a breed, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I liked like, okay, here we're gonna warm up, then we're gonna go through individual. We got group, we got team. This is what we're working on third and long today. And I was a defensive lineman, so I know we're gonna work pass rush moves today more and you know, yep. just stuff like that. It just how we kind of and that's where I kind of got into coaching, is I like to see you know, pull back the curtain, so to speak, and see what's really going on behind the scenes when you put the finished product out there, which is 
the tip of the iceberg and yeah. no one wants to see the other 90%. Right. Yeah. Right. And very few people want to put in the work to get to that other, that other yeah. 90% of work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now that, that was the thing with strong, man. It's like, you're going to be sore. You, you like, and I don't want you to say you get hurt. Like it's a badge of honor or anything, but you're going to, it's going to be almost any sport training at times is going to be very difficult, but it's really, what are you willing to put up with in order to do it? And if you're not willing to do it, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. because no, I'm not doing it. But if like, Oh no, I'm going to do it. And I know this is part of what I need. How do I manage whatever stress it is that I'm, I got to go through in order to be successful? And that's, yeah. it's a holistic approach to everything, isn't it? You know? For sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're spot on with that. And I think, I think that's what's so interesting about like your background in terms of like, okay, so you've, you've taught at the collegiate level, you taught at Tennessee tech and uh, Georgia tech. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and you've taught at the high school level, yeah. private and public twice. sector. What's yeah. that? Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Twice. So what, were there any like major differences that you noticed going from college to high school uh, when you're coaching some of these athletes? Yeah, there are. I, I, without putting the, my finger on exactly all of them, I think a lot of people at the end of the day want to get better. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe the reasons why people want to get better might be different. And I think there mm-hmm. might be uh, a carrot on a stick more so with collegiate athletes because they're going to play for a game, a competition, yep. and or they have NFL aspirations. A lot of younger people, they still want to get better. A lot of them, yeah, they want to play. And because I, I coach athletes and non-athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you just, part of it is education, trying to find reasons in, or helping people understand that don't do it because I say you need to do it. Yeah. Do it. Let's find a reason why you want to do it, and whatever that may be, and just educate them on why this is important. But they ultimately, you, you, it's like we're connectors, right? We're just trying yeah. to help people understand what it is and why it is that this is important, but ultimately they have to be the ones to do it. So yeah. I guess my point is the motivations why may be different. Yeah. Right. Cause sure. there's a lot of guys at the collegiate level. They may not like the weights. They may yeah. like, they don't want to do it that much, but you got to say, okay, well, why are we doing this then? Mm-hmm. If there's a reason why we're doing it, cause this is, we're going to like me for number one reason for the most part is injury prevention. And then we're going to say, increase your performance because uh, a lot of coaches don't want to say injury prevention. And that's where I got into the corrective exercise specialist, because you're only as good as your ability to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Not, yeah. You know, if, so if, if you're a, a walk in dysfunctional mess, you're probably not going to last very long. So a lot of that is, okay, we're going to get you stronger. Stronger is going to help prevent injury. Here's yeah. why we're doing this. And I guess, so to speak, selling them on that, on the why yeah. of it, you know, or help them sure. come to uh, learn their own yeah. why. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting whenever you're working with like, uh, cause we see it in the clinic quite a bit. Right. Um, so I, I love what you're talking about in terms of you made a comment about um, figuring out their why yeah. and kind of helping them connect the dots in terms of like why this is important based off of yeah. their own values. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we do that a ton with who we work with, uh, you know, very early on in my career. Um, you know, I was always focused on treating like, okay, here's this knee injury. I got to get this knee injury uh, yeah. back. Right. And very, and I found out very quickly that, uh, it's, it's not the knee injury that brought that person in. It's their inability to do something that they, that they now love, right. Uh, or that they love yeah. or that they now can't exactly, do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. finding out what that is and connecting that dots in terms of like, okay, well we have to do X, Y, and Z, not necessarily get your knee back better. Like that's, that's the, that's like a side effect, right? Like we need yeah. to do this. So they can get back to running at the level that you want to get back. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing when you have to take that approach with a youth athlete, I'm assuming like, especially collegiate, it's like, you know, they've had some success on some level if they're playing collegiate ball and then like uh, they probably are starting to have their own tendencies, but then being able to, so like trying to talk to somebody about it, uh, trying to talk to a 19 year old kid about injury prevention probably isn't the sexiest yeah. thing to do. No, it's know? not at times. Well, even some of them too will like, um, 
and I have, I know I have a tendency to over-explain. They're like, coach, I just want to, just tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, okay, here's what you do. All right, we'll do that. That's fine. I'm good with that. We'll just turn up the radio, do this. For sure. And, roll. and that's yeah. part of it. Sometimes like, we're just going to do it and just shut up. Like, especially guys at Georgia Tech, it's like, you're thinking too much. Yeah. Like, pull, pull it down a little bit. And I'm not, it's not blunt force trauma, but at the same time, it's like, we got, we can pull back on the cerebral part of this at times too. Yeah. So it's like, you got to. Doches determines poison. And so explanate like, you know, that certain explanations need to be dosed accordingly. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So. 100%. You can, you can snooze someone to sleep real quick if you, if you try to explain too much, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, all right, we're, we're done. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, look, man, I just, I just want to train. Like, I'm just here yeah. to, I'm just here to lift some weights here. Right. Yeah. And that's, but seeing that's where the meathead and me or you would come out in. It's like, Hey, um, look, man, we don't need to talk. We can get this done without trying yeah. to, but this is what we're going to, and like, and that's the kind of, I think the, uh, what the, the ebb and flow, the, the, the part that I think I, I would like to bring to the table is on one hand, we'll talk about it. But on the other hand, it's time, like we're going to lift, it's time to lift. Yeah. And that's why I have difficulty time with training partners. It's like, this ain't a book club. Like yeah. we can talk about stuff, but we're lifting, you know, like we're yeah. lifting right now, you know that. And so it's like, don't, don't, don't slow the process down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to work with yeah. this guy. His, uh, his nickname was Juice. And I was like, hey, you want to get a lift in before the football game? Because sometimes we at a home game, you get there early, really early. You know, and it's like, let's get a quick, you know, game day lift in. Yeah. I was like, hi, Juice, man. Don't be talking to me a whole lot. And yeah. I knew that. And he didn't talk. He's like, I won't even say good morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then we showed up. Like, of course, we, you know, like, what's up, this and that. And, and that's yeah. kind of what it is sometimes. But that's that's where I'll. I think I like lifting weights for myself too, is because it's a, it is an individual sport. Mm-hmm. And so you can really, you get in that zone. You do yeah. you just get in that zone. Dude, for yeah. sure. So then, uh, so then do you draw, so your experience over at Smugs, uh, so you're, you're one of their coaches now. Um, what, how, how do you like to train athletes now in the private sector? Is it only athletes that you train or is it, uh, or is it active population or journal pop as well? Like yeah. what's your kind of training style over there now? All the above. So yeah. I'll get somebody as young as it, uh, I think I have a 13, 14, 15 year old, mm-hmm. uh, male and female. And I've trained out at tech. I was a, I trained females and at the high school, I was just last, last ad was co-ed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'll get people as old as 70. And so yeah. it's kind of yeah. an all in between. I mean, I run a deadlift class, a squat class, and we'll have on some racks, somebody squatting 400 pounds and down on that end rack, somebody barely squatting hundred pounds. So it's yeah. about scaling and making the program applicable. Okay. We're going to like, we have a deadlift, deadlift class and we worked to a heavy triple. Then we did a cluster set where we did one rep, rest 10 seconds, one rep, rest 10, you know? And so it's like, and I do a lot of RPEs. If you don't have, I use percentages, but in a class, sometimes we'll use RPEs. I on a scale of one to five, one is easy. Five is super difficult. Today is an easy three. Nobody should be, you shouldn't get your soul stolen on a set of deadlifts here. Like <laughs> everybody needs to walk out of here and technique yeah. above all else is, is you know, paramount. Uh, so again, but so I'll get all different varieties of people, but a lot of it is, I still, I still think that most people can hex bar deadlift and bench press. Yeah. And if you can't hex bar deadlift, then I'll su- do a sumo kettlebell. And not everybody does. Don't get me wrong. Not yeah. everybody can bench press, but I think like I'll get, I mean, I had a kid last night, uh, bench press and we have lighter bars, right. Or then we did a sumo kettlebell deadlift, but I, I like to have some kind of measurables. And I think a great upper body lift and despite a lot of 
negative connotation to the bench press, you know, how much you bench row. It's a good upper body exercise. Even Charlie Francis would use it a lot because it increases general organism strength for his track athletes. Yeah. So it's a great way to use your high, a lot of motor units without physically destroying your lower body for a track athlete. Yeah. Uh, so he would, he would bench heavy all the way up to, you know, meets. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah. I use the bench press for the upper and then I use like the hex bar deadlift because it has such a low learning curve. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like, and I use kettlebells, dumbbells, all of that, but I like bars because of the higher level exercise prescription. You got yeah. a bar yeah. it weighs, you know, as low as 35 pounds, uh, uh, 15 kilos. You can, you can go up one pound, two pounds, yeah. two pounds, you know? And so for me, I'd like to, I like to use that too, as like, Hey, here is how I know you're getting stronger. Here's your five rep max, or here's your one rep max. Here's how you're doing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people just want workouts. Crush me. Okay. It yeah. doesn't matter what I do. I just want to be tired. Okay. And that's what we everybody that. wants, right? They just want to yeah. walk out just feeling smoked all the time. And if that's what they want, then that's what they can get. But then I, yeah. but like, I mean, I'll train people in the forties, like th- you, you don't need to get crushed every day and he doesn't want to get crushed every day. So how do we get a training session in where you get stronger, but you still walk out of here feeling good. Yeah. And you're not, you're not sore for three or four days until yeah. the next day you come in. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's a good, yeah, it's, 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 man, it's, um, it's really fun when you get to work with a wide, wide range of people like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you've got you and you have a ton of different, uh, I mean, you've got a ton of different people walking in the door there over at Smugs. Yeah. Like, like you just kind of talked about, like, you know, you've got your 15 year old youth athlete all the way up to your 70 year old and, and anyone and everyone in between. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. so is there a, and I, and I personally, I'm a big bench press guy. So I love what you're talking about, about the bench press. <laughs> um, good. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll bench press with you all day long. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, like, which don't get me wrong. Like, and I'll, and I'll make the joke like, okay, so when I'll see somebody benching, I'll walk in, it's like, you're benching on international bench press, but day, and it doesn't matter what day it is. Yeah. You got to bench, you got to bench Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with supplemental benching on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Every day's bench day, right? Every yeah. day's bench day, yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's the problem. Like even when I was working at the, my first high school and I loved the person I was working for. So I don't mean this negatively, but he was like, sure. you got to bench and you got to use your antagonist. He didn't say antagonistic muscles, but he said, you got to use your opposing muscles. So he was like, <laughs> we got to do curls. I was like, that's not what it means. That's not, that's not what it means. It's not bench and curls. And that's what he would do bench and curl. So hey, he would lift during the kids. Like, can he be sitting over there doing curls? Like that's not an antagonistic muscle. That's like that's right. not necessarily posterior chain. Yeah. And so yeah, you'll get a lot of that anterior load and the kyphotic sure. curve. And we're trying to get away from this, especially like even me, I'm hunched over when I sit down and yeah. so we do a lot of T-spine mobility. Yeah. So uh-huh. it has a lot of, it has a lot wrong with it, but it's, but like anything has a lot wrong with it. Yeah, man. No, at the end of the day, look, like at the end of the day, lifting weights is totally man-made, right? So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's super it. yeah. funny when people try to like fit um, every single person or like fit into like a mold of like, this is how bench pressure, this is how a deadlift should be done. I love what you're talking about with the hex bar deadlift. I love that movement as well. Cause like, it's a pretty low level uh, exercise in terms of like a, mm-hmm. like a skill acquisition need versus yeah. like a traditional barbell deadlift. And yeah, like, exactly. there's allowed to be some variability in, in a person's deadlift. And I think that hex bar allows for that to happen a lot more fluidly yeah. and a lot more naturally. No doubt. And that's why I like push. And I call it the prowler kind of like somebody would call a Q-tip a cotton swab, but the sled. Yeah. That's why I think, you know, people can push the sled. It's like, here, let me teach yeah. you the sled in five seconds. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's uh, not that it may, but you know what I mean? It's, and yeah. you, you can do something like that. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you focus on like, uh, so you're talking about like T-spine mobility. Do you focus on like mobility work or like what, what do you right. do to kind of counteract some of these uh, like real heavy, strong, like strength movements that you do? Yeah, I d- definitely. I, I, I so I would say mobility is joint to joint. I would say flexibility is the actual soft tissue. So I do do both. Yeah. But somebody's coming in, if they got 50 minutes 
unless they really want it. And I do this with some people. I'm, we're not going to sit down and stretch for prolonged periods of time. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll stretch your hip flexors because we know that if you have a tight hip flexor, you're going to lack hip extension. Yep. And so or in a hyperlordotic curve or your lumbar. So, yeah. So we might stretch your hip flexors in your glutes, a quick hamstring stretch. But but then what's mobility? Let's move. Because really, yeah. the thing is, like, even with flexibility, you're even flexibility and some mobility, it's really just an acute response to a chronic adaptation. So I want you to be ready to lift so you can go all the way down in your squat. So you can mm -hmm. do full range of motion and you may not get flexible, but we're just allowing you to be able to do the movement correctly in this window. And over time, that's how you're going to get better. Yep. But you all of a sudden are going to do a split. Maybe that's not going to happen. Right? Because <laughs> even when we talk about flexibility, I mean, like that's a, the thing about flex. Don't stretch before you do a power movement. Yes. But at the same time, what is flexibility? You're talking like two to three reps of 60 to 90 to 120 seconds yeah. you know, multiple times a week. Like that's not really what most people are doing. Like you'll see people do a stretch and it's like a, a show stretch. Touch your yeah. toes. Five yeah. seconds later, stand up. Like, did you, you know? Yeah. All you're really doing is you're just trying to decrease some of the um, overexcitability of some of your neurological system, you know, sure. and that's where soft tissue work comes from. And you're just trying to get it. And that's where NASM's talks about, you just, you want to release tissue, you want to stretch some tissue, you want to do a corrective exercise and then integrate that corrective exercise. And that, that again, that holistic approach, that's just to get you ready just to lift. Now, hopefully you can, so when you talk about, you have your arthrokinematics, right? Mm -hmm. If I can't do proper movements because my T-spine mobility, lack of shoulder range of motion, then something else has to come into play. If, yeah. if, if my glutes don't fire correctly, then my hamstrings have to come in because synergistic dominance. And sure. then if I'm, and I'm out there on the track and all my, and my hamstrings are doing all the work, that's yep. how I get hurt, right? For sure. Yeah, you know, you're spot so. on. I think, no, I love what you said too about like, uh, you know, it's really interesting. People think that like, I think they have to stretch all the time to improve their, their like mobility. Right. And, uh, and man, I love just putting people in like, all right, well, let's just put you in a position that you're going to be, let's, let's integrate you into a position that you're going to be, um, that you're going to need for, uh, over a prolonged period of time. Cause that's going to help you out the most. Like I've got this guy that we're working with right now. He's got the tightest hamstrings in the world, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a, I, yeah, just like, I got one too. It's like, dear God, how do you function as a human being? Like, yeah. this is how mind blowing. You, how do you walk? Right? <laughs> I do, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but the you funniest know, thing fun. too is when you get some of those, like, man, this stretch feels good. It's like, how often do you do this stretch though? And it's kind of like, well, like, yeah, yeah. It's like going you know, to the dentist when they ask you, when's the last time you flossed? Well, I think you did it the last time yeah, I flossed, right? Yeah, yeah. Six months later, you know, yeah. tight as a bowstring, as you know, as they say. And so, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. But you know, like, it, I think what's what's really cool is. Um, and, and look, there's a lot of genetics to some of these things as well. In terms of like when you look at like people's mobility and everything and, yeah. um, having, you can be over mobile to a degree as well. Yeah, exactly. um, and which yeah. can cause just as many problems as being hype or not having enough mobility. So then, and and, yeah, and you'll see that a lot. Like with, so with a lot of track athletes, when you do an RDL, I mean, mm -hmm. there, um, you, there, there's too much lumbar. And mm -hmm. so the anterior pelvic tilt, we see a lot of that, especially with females and, you know, like the whole old RDO thing where you got to stand on the box, you're going all the way down. It's like, no, you're actually going too far. You see a lot of you know, hypermobility. It's like, no, we, we, we actually need to have less mobility. We need actually like teaching someone how to pelvic floor and actually neutralize some of their spine and yeah. not going like, not like over, like we say arch. Yeah. You want yeah. T-spine arch, but not overarching. You want to have some kind of a, a neutral pelvis here a little yeah. bit more. So. There's got to be some control come from somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, cause the joints are either stable or mobile. Yep. And yep. Um, yeah, you'll see. And, and like for me, I, I can, I mean, I'm not going to stand up and do it because I guess you won't get it on camera, but trust <laughs> me, I could stand up and I can put my palms on the ground, yep. but I never, I stretch, but I don't, I was born 
that way. So when you see people like, I think that do a lot of the stretching that are good at it, like, man, you're, you're flexible. Like there's a lot of reason that they're, they were probably more born that way. Yeah, right? for sure. And we, you know, you'll, you'll stretch an athlete and they'll be tight. Like, why am I always tight? Well, because you have an interior pelvic tilt. And so the, the, your origin of your hamstring is actually raised because you're tilt. Um, mm-hmm. So you're stretching all the time, but you're also extremely fast. Yeah. So, that's what I was going to say. Like sometimes, yeah. man, that, that, yeah. that stiffness to your advantage, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you're very like, yeah. Cause I would do a lot of um, ankle uh, an ankle range of motion test, a mobility test on track athletes. And, you know, at a score one, two, three, you really want it too. Yeah. You want stiffness. You mm-hmm. want to actually have that. You don't want to be, uh, either, yeah, you don't want to be too tight, but you don't want too much range of motion because that's that's where you decrease your elasticity, right? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, I remember uh, my first time working with some NFL guys, and like, uh, I was super impressed with like, or like, not impre- impressed probably isn't the right word to use, but like, uh, um, amazed at this receivers uh, like hip mobility and how horrible it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, but you know, I guess at the end of the day, it kind of makes sense. Like this dude's like super explosive, and uh, yeah. he doesn't. He, he works in like a relatively limited range of motion. Like he doesn't need to do like an astagrass squat to be able to, yeah. uh, to perform at the high level of the sport that he's playing at. So yeah, he's got good range. He'll see. yeah, yeah. You know, this thing, what is the range of motion that you need to be in that sport? And so like exactly. with track athletes and, and I'm, it, uh, you look at uh, quarter squats where, yeah, you walk into a gym and you're like, Oh, he's not going all the way down. That's probably yeah. a bad squat. But when you look at sports specificity and you look at a quarter squat, well, yeah. you want to sprint faster, you want to jump higher, a quarter squat, a kettlebell swing, uh, yeah. a hex bar deadlift, a hip thrust, all train the glutes to fire at a short, velo- a short range of motion with a high velocity. So there's actually yeah. a reason why partial range of motion squats are beneficial. And Heck you can yeah. see this a lot with uh, hurdlers that um, they might be a little bit tighter on one side, but you got to worry about too much of an in- uh, displacement i guess like two interior two posterior because they're always leading with the same leg yep and i would yep. have this one female track athlete she was a, a pro athlete we bench press and one elbow was tucked one uh-huh. elbow was flared but what does she do every time she jumps over a hurdle mm. that's exactly what she does she's done it a million times yep and so it's kind of like okay do i need to break this pattern and yep. And you kind of look into things like that do i need to break the pattern do i need to do a neutral grip bar what do i need to just do dumbbells like you know, that's part of, I mean, I'm not, how many licks of the center for Tootsie Roll pop? How much do you want to change out of how somebody moves when yeah, that yeah. movement is what they need? So I think some of it is just not getting it so far down the end of the spectrum that they're going to have an injury. And yep. that's where I still say, yeah, quarter squat, but full range of motion squat. So you, especially the farther you out from competition, for so sure. you don't create any kind of imbalances. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Of course, there's, you always want to try to optimize the movement pattern, right? And, and yeah. get, have a full range of motion. Joints are healthiest when they, when they're strong in a full range. Uh, but that ATG. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like to, and I love Olympic lifting, but you'll always go to a, a conference or presentation and a, 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 an Olympic lifting coach is like, he shows a picture of the baby doing the ATG. Yeah. It's like, yes, yeah, but their yeah. bones are rubber. Yeah. Yeah. We're not babies. There's reasons yeah. why we don't move like that. Right. Yeah. yeah there's, like, there's, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that that's, I mean, I understand the sentiment in terms of like what they're trying yeah. to say, like how we yeah. like, uh, what are, most purest movement patterns kind of look like, but like right. there's such an anatomical and structural yeah. difference from a yeah. baby compared to like you yeah, or I, like, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But. For sure. Yeah. We don't have, we're not like, you know, we're not all cartilage in our joints right now. <laughs> yeah. And we really, you know, and I look at like the squat. So yeah, I want you to do a full range of motion squat, but yelling at somebody to your blue in the face, go lower, go. Mm-hmm. I mean, like at what point are they either they're insubordinate and I get that and they may be, or they're yeah. just, they can't go lower. Yeah. You know, so yeah, then yeah. you have to look at uh, raising the heel and, and, and dorsiflexion, or you have to look at just a totally another movement. For you sure. Know that unless you're a power lifter, 
a, a, a crossfitter. Yes. I'll say that powerlifter, mm-hmm. crossfitter, weight fitter, a strong man. You don't actually have to lift weights because yeah. weights are not in your competition. 100%. So, yeah. I, I think that's where it gets. I think that goes back to the whole idea that this whole concept of like, look like exercise is man-made, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, there's yeah. some components that are very natural to like who we are, like as like running, for example. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the day, all your weightlifting should do is should uh, amplify what you're trying to be good at. You know, yeah, uh, if you're exactly. just trying to be better at life, like, man, there's tons of ways we can do that. Like you were talking about earlier without making you sore for three or four days after. Right. Into your next and, and that's and Jacob, that's what you'll get here. I, I think it smokes too. It's like, okay, like somebody comes in, she, she just wants to be more gen- I think the fit general yeah. fitness. Like I want to feel better. Yeah. You know, heck yeah. I want, you know, I want to, how, how do I just want to not be, I'm pl- trying to play with my three kids and I'm gassed. Yeah. You know, you get that. So that's like, how, how do I, or somebody look, I look, I'm getting older 10 years ago. I used to do X, Y, and Z. I can't do any of that right now. And, yeah. and, and I think a lot of people that I'll see they're that they're coming to terms, like my body is changing. Yep. You know? 100%. And man, how cool is it for them to be able to come in and work with somebody like yourself? Who's got like this vast array of knowledge and, the, and a background of working with different athletes, but then an understanding of, of just human movement at the same time. And, yeah. uh, not just human movement, but human goals as well. Like, uh, I think that's a really tough thing for a lot of coaches and, and therapists and, and, and trainers alike to understand that like it, someone might be coming in because like they want to like, uh, I don't know, like they want to look better, right? Or they yeah. want to feel better. But like there's bigger reasons that like, why do you, what's making you not feel better? Is it no, exactly, uh, yeah. that you can't, that you can't keep up with your grandkids? Is it yeah. that, uh, you know, that you uh, can't run as fast as you used to. Is it, man, I remember, uh, I had this one patient and, and there was really nothing wrong with him, uh, when he came in. Uh, but he was, he was a little bit older. I think he was like 43 or 44 older not from the standpoint of like, he had just, he had like a three month old at home, you know? Yeah. And, um, he was trying to project out into the future of like when his daughter's 18 and like, you know, his big thing was like, he didn't want to be or feel old at his daughter's wedding. Yeah. What a awesome. powerful motivator at that point, you know? Definitely. And, uh, yeah. And that's cool for us as, as, as on the other side, when somebody lets us in on that level of detail, like, man, I'm going to give you, not that I don't anyway, but like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make sure I give you everything I got to make sure that that, that goal, now that I understand what you're working for, um, yeah. that makes it a lot more exciting for me as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And look, if there's a will, there's a way. And if they have that will and that's what they want to do it. And they, and um, we're just like, that's what we're doing. We're trying to empower them and help them achieve those goals. And that's kind of the thing of like, Hey, I have all this experience and working with people, but at the same time, I use that experience to help what I'm doing in my craft. But at the same time, I don't think many people are going to get very far if I say, well, this is what I did. So this is why you need to do it. And so it's kind of like, we distill all our information and funnel and we still, but just because I think that this is what you do doesn't mean necessarily that's one of the, okay, let me say this way. One of my biggest mistakes when I worked with track my, my first year is I wanted to show them how smart I thought it was. Yeah. Common mistake. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. We're gonna do this because I'm so smart. Yeah. And it's like, well, and then as I so that's where I kind of started to meet, even ref, refine and redefine and uh, distillate my what is my periodizational model like? It's more of I would say block periodization, horizontal integration, and I love West Side conjugate stuff, but I think at times it puts the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. And so I look more now at phase potentiation and progressions. Like, where do we need to start? What is the least amount of stuff you need to do right now, but yeah. still. Yeah, but still get work in, no doubt. Sure, like, yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. Right, you know, still like bell to bell. But yeah. then, uh, and then, so like he went and went to work to high school. Uh, the first day I walked in and I was in, um, so I, the first class, they were doing a lot of Olympic lifting, which I love Olympic lifting. I'm a coach and I'm going to do it. 
but they weren't, they didn't need to be doing it right then and there. So I was yeah, like, coach, yeah. right, I'm going to be in charge. You got to trust me to do this. Mm-hmm. And so for, so for the rest of the week, it was all like body weight. It was goblet squats. It was uh, more like postural strength and seeing how they can do core work, this and that. And then we didn't Olympic lift for, I would say six, seven weeks there. It was like, okay, here's how we need to get better at squat bench and a deadlift. And, you know, in front squat, okay, here's pull-ups, like thing like that. And then, and looking at more like like everyone can benefit from strength, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because you you can't absorb force, you can't produce force. So, and if you're going to catch a clean, it's a lot of it is a rapid eccentric load. And so how, how can we, how can we, if that's where we need to be, I think building strength in and of itself is important, but it's also a great lead into like um, when they talk about uh, the, you know, the Soviets. Uh, so you have your work capacity is first, and then you have yep. strength is second, and then you have your speed strength, then you have speed. And so it's like, you're not always going to be, and that's where I think a lot of people get caught up in. It's like, okay, I can only go in that order. And then I have to start back over. And that's where I think vertical integration comes in. It's like, okay, once you do all this and you get some of the conjugate methods, because we all say we got to have all along the force velocity curve, we need force, we need velocity, right? And we need optimal in the middle, but you yeah, may not yeah. do that in the very beginning. You have to still do all the front end work to get there. And then, so that's my, like my problem. Like, like I was saying, it's like, Okay, just because you're a high level skilled athlete doesn't mean the very first day you're going to do bounding and you're going to do Olympic yeah. lifts. And you're gonna, like, like, let's slow yeah. down just a little bit. Because if you don't do it right in the beginning, if you don't take time to do it in the beginning, you'll never find the time later. Because yeah. then you're going to be playing catch up. Or, Why are dudes didn't getting hurt? You know, because yeah. you know, yeah. it's usually volume, too much volume where a lot of the injuries come from or overuse injuries or um, misappropriate mis- exercises they're just not ready for. Like, here's another example. We'll get freshman football players when, when I was at Tech or Tennessee Tech. If you take a freshman football player and they come in in the summer and you say one runway, run, run one race with an older athlete, they can keep up with most of them. For sure. All right, let's do this. We're going to run 10 sprints, keep up with them. They can't do it. Yeah. Most of them, not all. Like, they're going to some kids will come in like they're elite, elite. Yeah. But it's really, it's not just about ability to run one sprint or do one max effort squat. Yeah. Can you handle it repeatedly? Yep. over and over and that's where you'll get you see a lot of the that's the difference between uh, older college athlete is like pff, that that day one stuff that's a warm-up but yeah. you still get but throw and that's why when a freshman comes in and this is where coach sisk who's over at georgia state did a great job it's like if you've been doing your job a freshman should not be able to keep up with an older athlete they yeah. may be able to but yeah. you don't know that so why right. would you do it on the first day to like you'll get a football coach like oh we got to test them and see like <laughs> so you're gonna get a dude hurt that you may play <laughs> it's stupid like yeah. how about we do this a little smarter and we see if he can actually play ding 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 football and not see if he can survive a workout yeah heck yeah i think huh. yeah I, you know like i think that that's what uh i think that's the phase that a lot of people skip and, and not just the professional or the private sector but all or the public but like into the private too like how many how many people do you think like how many people come in uh remembering what they used to be able yeah. to do when they were working yeah. out on a consistent basis and think that yeah. they can just jump right back into that right yeah, yeah you're and you're not yeah you're not it's like you got to regress to progress and i get yeah. it you used to do that and um I told somebody a story how I used to jump on this box and I raised my head really high, you know, like a big fish story or whatever, but I did. Yeah. I jumped on a box sideways. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, and yeah. so I was having, I was having them jump on this super low box and I'm like, look, I'm not trying to crush your ego here, yeah. but you're older. I'm yeah. older. We're older. Like, well, and you just got to respect yeah. how hard it, how hard you work to get up to that point that you, that you remember. Right. Cause yeah, our, exactly. Our, yeah. Like yeah. just, 
it's just psychology. We remember the best pieces of, of our yeah, memories, of course. right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, and it's the, um, it's, I think as you get older, like, oh, this is my um, PR at 41, or this is my PR at yeah. whatever, my post-injury, uh, I, I sprained my thumb PR, even though I just grabbed <laughs> it. You know, yeah. it's like, you gotta, and that's where I think like certain like rep maxes, this and that to kind of come into play instead of just your, I think as you get older too, it's like, you got to find other ways to challenge yourself yeah. without chasing five more pounds on your deadlift and destroying yeah. your body over it. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Dude, 100%. Um, well, Zach, man, uh, look, like, I think, I think the general synopsis of everything that you've talked about today, I, I, like your, your wealth of knowledge and like um, mastery allows for creativity. And I think that that's what you bring to every single oh, person cool. you work with is what it's That's like. a great saying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, and that's both professional, like your, your professional and your, uh, and your personal experiences as an athlete yourself and somebody who's trained uh, throughout the spectrum of like um, athletic hood, if you will. Right. Like from right. a collegiate athlete, the strong man and everything else. Um, so if somebody wanted to, learn either one more about you or maybe, or like if they wanted to work with you or, or anything along those lines, what would be a really good way for a really easy way for them to uh, contact you? Uh, so you can, um, I guess Instagram is usually sure. the, Instagram, uh, dude, it's, it's a yeah. real thing. Yeah, for sure. They can reach out <laughs> yes. to you on IG all day long. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, I mean, that's fine. And, um, okay. Z read with two E's Z read 68. And I, most of like even Facebook or even LinkedIn, most of what I do, I would say, um, you know, 90 plus is all professional based. Uh, yeah. I try to put out information. Sometimes I, I kind of go back and forth about how much to put on there because I, th that's why a podcast is good where you and I can have a dialogue and talk. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I'm sitting there writing a, you know, I'm writing my thesis statement on every video. Or something <laughs> like that. It's like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. You know, so, um, but yeah, anybody can contact me and, and, um, you know, like a lot of times people say, well, Zach, what's a good book to read? And I'll say, well, okay, here's like essentials of training and, um, uh, strength is specific by Chris Beardsley, uh, or, you know, I'll read this book and, but you know what another good book was, was Lord of the Rings or, yeah. you know, it's like, just broaden your horizons, like read, just read different. I just finished parable of the sower. It's kind of like this post-apocalyptic book and take, yeah. just read, just, just get like, read, um, Beowulf, you know, the same yeah. as, oh, yeah. as like, you know, like read just different things yeah. and not just that you read training books. You need another science. No doubt. I'm not trying 100%. to say that it's, uh, but, uh, you know, like I'm looking up and then, you know, there's great, like Sam, he's got a Stuart McGill book here and a Dan John book. And that's kind of, then he's got under here, he's got a, a five levels of leadership. And so you just kind of like, to me, um, seven habits of highly effective people was a great book because it was yeah. take home information for sure. Uh, Marcus Aurelius meditations, go read some of that, you know, just yeah. whatever you can pull from. Right. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah, you know, um, I, mean, that's the, what, the, I guess the, what I'm saying, like people can come to me for information, but I think we like finding mentors and information. That's the good and bad about the internet. Like when I grew yeah. up, it was like, those. I mean, I'm 44. There was no internet. It's like, we, yeah, you read a little bit or you did this, but you kind of like, I, right, we're going to go do it. And yeah, I failed a lot. I didn't have a lot of lifting mentors when I was at Tennessee tech, it was for me. Sure. And then like a football coach would come in and, you know, yeah. it's like, say this and that's like, okay, whatever. You don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk out like, okay, bye. Yeah. All right. See it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, no, my high school, man, my high school, uh, strength and conditioning was, so I didn't, I wasn't good enough in football to play collegiately. So in high school, it was, uh, it was so funny, man. I went to a small school and like everyone wanted to fight over the knee extension machine. Cause they could just sit there. And then as soon yeah. as the coaches walked in, they could act like they were lifting. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> Banging out 99, 100. Oh man. That was tough. Yeah. Oh man. But in so between hard. you get to chill for a minute, you know, for sure. Yeah. You yeah. Sit there and yeah. talk shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's Yeah. And that's, 
I think it's getting better. And I think, but that's also like, there's so much information out there. Like I said, we, we got to be like sieves and funnels and it's For like, sure. just, Oh, let me go do that. Let me go do this. So like, yeah, this is why it works, but it, it, it works because of these other seven factors that you don't know, yep. but this is, Oh, that doesn't work, but yeah, it doesn't work because like it, maybe you change this one little component. It'll work. Yeah. Yep. Like don't yep. just discredit it because it didn't work. For sure. Why didn't it work? And then, so, you know, and, yeah, so it's a lot of information, but I think that's where discernment comes from. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on a program right now. It's going to take me three months to get through. And like a lot of people's like, all right, I want to get stronger. Are you willing to at least set out a program that's going to take three months long? Yeah. You know, are you willing yeah. to do that? Because if you get it in a week, you're either not going to appreciate it or you're something else. I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's going to be a flash in the pan. Oh, 100%. You know, we're, uh, we're information clarifiers more than information givers. There you go. Cool. You know, yeah. like the, the internet has... It's a beautiful thing. It's allowed yeah. for internet to be just readily available. All the information ever in the world is right there at your fingertips if you want it. It's just yeah. how do you how do you uh, organize that into a process and, and systemize it into a way that's a, that's yeah. an efficient use of your time and exactly. something that's yeah. going to be effective over a long time. Yeah. So yeah, without just being just inundated with information and yeah. battered around like a ping pong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, you're an intern. You're not going to talk. We're going to turn on hate breed and we're going to do some, we're going to squat here. This is your lesson for today. I love you know? it, man. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> diversify your reading, read, a, if you haven't yet, my goodness, read like at least read Harry Potter, right? Or some more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 you know, I like, I read them because I wanted to figure out like, what was it all about? You know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. You know, like there was like, you go to like, and I loved my time at Georgia Tech and, and um, you know, you'll get some kids. I say call them kids, but they're, they grew up like when a book would come out, there would be that age. So I get mm -hmm. that. There was like a, there was something to that, yeah. uh, but you get a kid and like, Oh, Zach, did you see the new star Wars trailer? Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so that was a cool thing. I think that's a, like, you know, you'd be walking back from practice and you're like, dude, Hulk could totally be Thor in a fight, you know, like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, you know, stuff. So, yeah. you know, and I think kids kind of, and I think when I read comic books as a kid, they were, you didn't talk about them, but now to yeah. see how the, and I'm, I'm not going to go pure uh, geek on you here but i love it yeah it's just like anything whatever it is just like and that's where i think like you'll see a lot of people just try to find something you can make y'all don't need to know your life story but what can i converse with you about when you walk in that door um, yeah. like for, i went to the doctor one time and and this doctor he gave me this weakest handshake it was like mm -hmm. a limp fish and i had my kindle sitting next to me my kindle yeah. and i was like yeah he says is that your kindle and i said yeah i've been reading i was reading the doctor i was reading in the waiting room Mm -hmm. And he, and I said, do you read? And he told me about a book he was reading yeah. and before I left. He stuck his hand with the best handshake right to me and about crushing <laughs> my hand. It's like, but before, I don't think he acknowledged me as a human being. Oh, for sure. It's like, he was just like, I was another number, yep. you know, coming in and getting out. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, let's converse. Yeah. Let's talk, talk to me yeah. right now, whether it's five minutes, connect with me. Yeah, and I'll go about my way. And now he was a totally different. He was smiling. He was a person, man. Dude, the medical field, it's in a rough spot right now. It where is. It's just, uh, no, the numbers the are just so numbers. high that, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, a, you're just a number in most situations when you go in there, which is, and a lot of that is unfortunately dictated by insurance reimbursement, right? Like yeah. Yeah, they got to get the numbers in there to get the volume to, to get the pay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly yeah. why, I mean, we, we, we don't accept insurance for that very reason. Uh, it's, wow. it's not to be like, you know, we're not greedy, you know, and we're not, uh, we're yeah. not trying to be, uh, whatever we just want to serve our patients in the best way possible and, and yeah, i'm sure you kind of yeah you that. you have to deal with it a lot more I'm, yeah i didn't yeah, think about that. crazy man yeah. yeah and i guess like when like if you train somebody and they walk out the next person comes in is a totally another person 100 percent. right so then they leave that next person like mm -hmm. like they don't know what you just did <laughs> that was yeah. the thing about high school you would teach like you'd had 50 60 kids in a class and they leave it's like 
why did I got to do that again? You know, and that's, yeah. that's where, that's where I think some of high school and stuff like that. I think any young coach don't think, Oh, I'm going to go to, I played at Clemson. My first job is going to be at Ohio state and I'm going to live the, the, the big time college football life the rest of my career. And I'm never going to diversify my product. I'm yeah. never going to learn what it's like to do laundry. I'm never yeah. going to learn what it's to like to stock a fridge or whatever. And people just think they're just going to stay in this and they, but they don't know how to do nothing. You right. Know? So, you know, right. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, embarrassing story about me really quick. So like, uh, um, uh, my first, like I had to learn how to do laundry in college. So that's kind of embarrassing, but, uh, <laughs> my, my mom, that was like soothing first. She loved to do laundry and she, I would mess it up. If that's she, not too bad. I was pretty similar. You know, it was, I was, I was, it was my freshman year of college. I was sitting, I was in the laundry room and I was just staring at this like wall of washers and dryers. And this girl walked in and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> she well, started laughing so hard. So that was my first lesson on how to do this. There you, go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, there's a, and that's the thing that everyone, uh, you know, it's a first, I guess, a first time for everybody on something. And, yeah. you, know, you know, it's like from that point on, you knew, right? Hey. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I can do laundry now. That's yeah, it. You can do laundry, yeah. <laughs> and awesome. I got to do it a lot. Cause I, I mean, I, I'll do it all every, you know, basically every day, just cause if I'm a wear shirt, it's probably going to be like, I'll, it's uh let's just say it's going to be soaked. If I'm a good, <laughs> you know I'm saying so it yeah. ain't sitting for more than a day. Oh, for you know? sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. Laundry you, a continual basis, right? Yeah. You got, yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got to get that out. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's all good. I mean, that's anyway, there's a lot of things that's, but there's a lot of things like, just you got to do it and you got to and you just once you start doing it you get comfortable doing it and uh, that's like with public speaking I used to my neck would be I, like the first time yeah. I did it I was doing it I was coaching some kids and the the linebacker was a practicum he was in the audience it's like Zach you look like you were in a huddle and you were going to kill somebody like you're just kids <laughs> slow down and like and so you got to get up over time and like relax you know relax. yeah Relax. relax. Got to calm it down a little bit. It's like, man, you look like you're going to kill those kids. Yeah. Well, like, good. Like, I was about to. No. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, I haven't eaten. And I, yeah, and, right. <laughs> and I will make that joke every once, but now I know how to make it a joke. You know, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, pat a little kid on the head. Fortunately, I've had lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, dude, if you were with a little kid, I'm sure they were like, oh my God, this guy could totally eat me right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, you know, and I, I think that's kind of the, it's the, it's the, pro and con whatever you know yeah. it's like a lot of kids like a little kid comes in he doesn't he doesn't want to be buried for an hour of work it's like right uh, you know i mean i had to teach this kid who the teenage mutant ninja turtles were yeah like, Come on, dude. what's going on here like yeah. What's their favorite food? Pizza. What's their favorite singer? Calabunga dude. Like, come on, yeah, man. We right? gotta, yeah, come on. You got to get up to speed here. Oh, yeah. by the way, here's your sumo kettlebell deadlift. You're doing <laughs> Push your yeah. knees out and forward and your hips back, you know. And you're good. Here's, yeah, here's we're good. Now, yeah. now you're stronger and you're smarter. Good. Yeah, they are definitely smarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Zach, man, it was awesome talking with you. Yes, uh, you know, uh, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, incredibly diverse human on you're not just a strength coach right you, you get this wealth of knowledge and, and, and other arenas i gotta ask you would thor beat hulk in a fight what is i am a, answer? i am a long time hulk fan so i yeah. have to say hulk by default yeah uh, but, i can get behind that you know he's, he's indestructible right so like yeah. uh oh yeah there's this there's this um he's the immortal hulk now there's actually this storyline where he's like he's immortal like you can't kill the hulk hmm. and so it's a pretty good so the point is like anybody can win at any time like batman batman shouldn't win any fight 
No, but he beat, but he beat Superman because he yeah. outsmarted him. But yeah, yeah so I'm gonna go with like Hulk to me. Uh, him getting beat by Thanos in the movies. I mean, I, I, that, that that was a tearjerker. Yeah, <laughs> Almost, that hurt. But I hear you, man. That was know. that was that was a tough spot, right? That was a tough. Yeah, that hurt no. really deep inside. But I get it. I love it, man. Well, hey, Zach, man, really appreciate your time. Uh, I'll have you know we'll, we'll put your Instagram handle and in the end of the show notes uh, or in the show notes here. We'll let everybody know that they can reach out to you there. Um, okay. any other way that they should get in contact or is that the best one for you here? Yeah, that's the best one. And then if anything, Perfect. they can, they can email me after that, if they want to take it any further. Yeah. What's a good email for you? Uh, coach, uh, COs, I, and I have smokes fitness. So Corey's probably going to, um, str- you know, she's going to be very upset here, but, yeah. uh, coach C O A C H Zach Z A C H read R E E D 68, uh, 68 was my college number. And I, Love it. for whatever yeah. reason I did it one time, I just put that number in there and I just, I haven't changed it. Like, I don't yeah. know, some people say, was that when you were born? I'm like, I'm well, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm born in the 70s, but you yeah. know, and I'm bald. I get it. Yeah. So right. at, Yahoo, at yahoo.com. So. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Zach, man, thanks so much. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, uh, you. If, if, you, if anybody's hang on, hung on with us this, this long, like you absolutely have to uh, get in contact with Zach for any of your uh, health or fitness goals. Um, the dude's a stud and he'll, and he'll definitely make you stronger. So Zach, yes, yeah. yep, thanks so much, man. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.